It's time to gather together. Either I'm Yelta and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 17. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, the live letter 23 questions and answers. There was a new duty commenced. And patch 3.01 notes. And new optional items. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? I'm first in the notes, so I'm going to go first. Uh, I did do Alexander, Floors 1 and 2. Uh, we did them, I think, primarily with uh, our static. Uh, and You didn't take me. I know. Well, Scrub, you need to catch up. I know. <laughs> I'm there now. I say that with love and understanding, but you can't hear it in my voice. Um, I, I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, Alexander in a little bit, but... Um, I also did level my white mage to 58 because damn those black mage cues. No, thank you. I also spent the day today homesick, but gathering. So I got my miner to 59, my fisher to 58. And of course, I already had my botanist to 60. So it was a very gathering day for me. How about you, Kariri? I, let's see, what did I do this week? Um, I got to I-175 for my paladin. So that was kind of fun. Um, I ran around in Alexander. I got one, two, and three down. I haven't even walked into four yet. And, you know, that Bismarck X party bid. What was so 4%? close? So close. So four, close. Yeah, four percent. It was just painful. <sighs> but then I um I worked on my minor. I got to like 54, almost 55. My botanist, I think I got to 52. Um, my fisher's almost 53. My botanist is almost 53. So I, I've been, um, I just started doing a little bit of crafting on my weaver. You know, I'm just dabbling around with a lot of different things right now. I haven't set my mind to anything in particular at the moment, but I'm staying busy. <laughs> How about you, Ruby? <laughs> Um, well, I am starting to catch up to you two, so watch out. I am I-173, so I, I can go into the belly of Alexander, or hand of Alexander, whatever. Um, we did the Bismarck EX thing, which I thought was awesome, got it down to 4%. Uh, I think we were real close to the edge there, so I think the next time, we'll probably go in tomorrow, I imagine, and knock that sucker out. So happy with that. And I goofed around on Botanist yesterday, got it to 53. I actually figured out the collectible system. Like, I figured out how to get some old world figs, turn those <laughs> in for experience. So that that worked out in my favor, and I'm starting to feel a little good about the, the gathering portion, which Botanist was always my favorite, but miners seemed to make more money. So I kind of switched back and forth between the 2 and 2.0. But I'm ready to get back on the Botanist train, and then... Start working on my crafting stuff. Because I know we need it for the airship. We are running up against oh, yes. a wall at this point, yes. Uh, we're doing, we're, we're trying to craft uh, stuff for our second uh, free company or free company airship. And we once in a while you'll see someone in our free company go, does anyone have level 52 blacksmith? And we're all like, no. <laughs> so so that, I, gatherers first in my mind, then crafting. Because I, I like to craft the things from what I gather. So yes, we'll get there very soon. I agree. That was my yeah. week. Right. First round is news. We did have a letter from the producer live, part 23. It was, I think it was all question and answer, wasn't it? There was not really. 
That was it. Yeah, it was it. Straight questions and answers. Uh, There was 10 pages of Q&A with 90 questions and answers. (laughs) And there's an image. We should find the image. There's this really good one with Yoshi P standing there laughing, and it says, get good scrubs and wait for (laughs) 3.05. Because apparently we don't know everything yet. We're, maybe we're not doing it right. Can I have everything that, now, mommy? Can I can I have everything now? Make it better. Why you make me work? The biggest question was how do I play X job and not just the new three job, the three new jobs. There was a lot of questions. How do I scholar? How do I palette it? How do I bard? Because you know, with our new, our new and adjusted abilities, it's different now. So if you, if you guys like run into questions on how to play your cla- your job now or there's a couple of them for Paladin like you mentioned um the Paladin one somebody thought it was an error that our new Goring blade and our um what circle of scorn ability um the things that they put on the mob overwrite each other somehow and he's like no that was on purpose we don't want you to have all that power we want you to have to pick and choose which way you're going so yes, you're playing it, you know, play it right. <laughs> so you so you use your abilities situationally, right? Exactly. Right? You, yeah. you have to actually think about what bus- buttons to push. But I'm so yes. used to that combo, just doing the same combo <laughs> over I, and over and God. over. I don't know if my fingers can do anything besides one, two, three. No, nope. oh. and then someone was complaining about enmity. Like a Yes, one of the questions no. was, was um, ever since, you know, heaven's word, I'm having, you know, all the tanks are having trouble keeping hate, and I'm like, and Yoshi P was like, um, I don't know why you would be, but okay, you know, are we've given you, I know, that's what I was thinking, because I mean, <laughs> they added enmity to a couple of our things, they, you know, gave us our, our it's just ridiculous for anyone to be losing hate on their tank at this point. I mean, they, they really did give us all the abilities to keep hate if if our party's working with us. That's an entirely different discussion. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yeah, like machinist and stuff, it was like, um, you're not doing it right. Bard and stuff, it was um, you're not doing it right. Read them, figure it out, test them, and stop using your damn parsers that was one of his main ones <laughs> well i don't yep. think your parsers are broken is really kind of what he came across with was yes we've tested it internally those aren't the numbers we get and our numbers are right so uh you know put put your parsers with a question mark after <laughs> the, the number uh, bards i think kind of had an unfair advantage before which is why i feel like they're crying so hard now they're like, we used to have the mobility and do awesome damage. Well, compared to some of us other classes, we had no mobility. We could either move or do damage. You could do both. And that was kind of, I, I know some of our bards in our free company might disagree, but I, I really think that they made them also choose what are you going to do? Are you going to focus and do damage so you have to stand still? Are you going to do a little bit less damage and move around? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of, I don't know, with with Bard, they also have to play their songs, and that takes down their damage a little bit, too. I mean, obviously, yes, they are mobile, so they shouldn't be doing the same thing as a Black Mage, for instance. You should not be able to put out the same damage output as a Black Mage, because a Black Mage has to stand in place and cast, whereas a Bard can be running around. Um, That makes sense to me. 
but be, they're also having to play songs and songs lowers their damage output as well but now that they, they were trying to use the new ability i don't even remember what it's called but the one that makes you wanders that makes you stand yeah. still it makes you stand still but he said pretty much you're not supposed to use it all the time stop using it all the time it's situational and no if you're trying to use that at all times you're not going to be doing very good damage so yeah a lot of it is people just haven't figured out where and when to use their new abilities yet they haven't practiced them in different orders they haven't gotten used to the situational aspects of each of the new um abilities and that that, it's going to take some time well, I know like in the first week when I first got Ley Lines as a Black Mage, it seemed like every time I cast that thing, an AoE would center itself upon me. Yes. And that, But now, we're on, what are we on, week three now? Mm-hmm. Right? So I've run these fights enough now. Familiarity, and maybe this is good, maybe this is bad, but familiarity with the fight in question, or probably the boss or whatever. Now I know he does this ability, then he does this ability, then he's going to put an AOE on me. So I don't cast it then. Right. I, I, yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad. No, though. that's it's, good. It's so scripted. And well, but that, I think that's the point. I think that's the point Yoshida's trying to make here for bards. If a black mage can do it, a bard can do the same thing. Where I know that the AOE is going to hit here. Why don't I use my minuet at this point? Because I know I'm not yes. going to stand in an AOE because he cast it to the left. So he's already done it there. I can stand there and then use it. Maybe the issue is many bards. This is not against people who play bard, but maybe many bards in this situation were used to running around with chickens with their heads cut off, just shooting arrows. Maybe now you have to think about where I'm standing before doing something. And it makes the level of play more difficult, meaning that in Heaven's Word content, if you're not doing your class right, if you're not using your rotation the correct way, you're not going to beat certain content. You're going to suck and people are going to know it. Well, maybe that explains all the bards I've played with since 2.0 that basically jump through the whole fight. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so maybe yeah. they're used to, you know, the bunny rabbit bards. Yes. Yes. Right? And they, they run in circles around the mob and it's just silly. And, and they don't have positional requirements. No, no, there's nothing like that. And don't get me wrong. I don't mind if there's a job that does not have either direct, neither directional requirements nor casting timers nor any of that. I don't mind that Bard has that utility, but they have to pay for it in some way. So, like the songs, like I said, if that slows them down, it doesn't slow them down enough to be comparable to a Black Mage or something like that. But now if they're using the minuet and they're having to stop, you know, and stay in place, that is another you know, a stopping point for them. So they, they actually do have a little bit more strategy to it. Well, I, I think even even comparably, like Paladins, we got off our one, two, three combo. Now there is a main tank one and an off tank one. And if you're doing it good enough, you can combine the two together and get some much better damage. You know, if you're not losing aggro, you can get some much better damage than you were able to before. Um but that's how bad machinists and bards were when this first when people were just hitting 60 because they don't know their jobs and they don't know their their abilities my paladin was doing comparable damage to some of the machinists and bards i was running in dungeons with that's, as a paladin gross. 
it's disgusting. So, yeah, someone's got to read something and figure something out. I have to stop here. you right here and do a public service announcement to machinists. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rubicon Vale. I'm a white mage, and I have an ability called Fluid Aura, which pushes enemies back when I use it. I don't use that in dungeons when I have a group of mobs, and I have melee, or a tank that's wanting to hold that mob. And you too should not use your pushback in a dungeon where you will push the enemies out of range for people to attack it. Thank you. Testify. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's the whole, like, when I was playing Summoner, to take Garuda off of Otto, whatever, because she keeps doing that shit. And, yeah, when I'm, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But as far as, like, the Bard damage, Bard is not a pure one machinist either. They're not pure DPS classes. So if they stop and sing a song, that's so the rest of us can do more, right? So the the numbers on the parser isn't everything either. Exactly. Right. No, but think You're, if you if you had to stand in one place to sing a song, pop your minuet, you can do a little extra damage, and that may be the difference between certain bards. But continue. Oh yeah, yeah. Those who use their abilities correctly, and those who, if you're only looking at a parser number, though, you're gonna cry. Some classes are going to cry because they have support abilities. That said, even black mages, there are other black mages though that don't level up other classes and don't use what what's that one that's I can't remember it starts with an A. It, it makes the tank or whoever I cast it on Apostacasis take less or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. I have eye for an eye. I stop yeah, I maybe take a tiny DPS hit, but maybe Kariri survives that ne next hit because I used eye for an eye. Exactly. Well it goes back to the very old argument about, you know, if you have two black mages in your party, one is doing more damage than the other, but that one is also pulling hate. And getting hit by damage. things, yeah. yeah, taking damage from standing in AOEs because they want to get their cast off. Their their higher DPS is not helping the party in the long run. And your healer's sad. Exactly, if you're, Ruby. If I'm sad, if you're, if you're pissing off the tank, if you're pissing off the healer, if you're making them both work twice as hard, plus if you pull hate, you're making the DPS run around. As Ruby said, with chickens with their fucking heads cut off, you are not helping the party. Your big dick, epine bullshit. <laughs> Those numbers giant numbers with the exclamation are not point helping. You mean nothing if you wipe. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. The the big numbers mean nothing if you're dead. And that's where I think a lot to move on to the next topic. There were so many please nerf whatever questions. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay, guys. You're not God. We are the warriors of light, but you shouldn't be able to just basically walk over and flick a boss monster and making them dead. This is not the game you signed up for. This is a team game. And uh, I think uh, one of the first ones that made I, I think people could hear me across the country rolling my eyes when I heard question 24. <laughs> <laughs> the dragoons. Some dragoon is asking to ease directional requirements. I'm sorry. I, I about threw up when they eased them the first time. We're at 60 content now. We're after level 50. I think the kid gloves were, came off and now maybe... To perform very, very well, you might have to take into consideration your position. Look, your Yalta. Directional requirements. What? I just want to stand behind the boss and shove a spear up its ass. <laughs> Why can't no. I do that? 
You are not allowed to merely do that. In the immortal <laughs> words of Mama Yelta, suck it up, crybaby. Suck it up, crybaby. <laughs> I, oh, Ruby, and I know Cinna was sitting next to you when she read that, and she's like, I bet her eyes rolled also. Well, and not only that, but also the question 29 about the tanks and the enmity. I, I heard it from mm-hmm. her about that because she's tanking now. And, and Oh, yeah. It's just like, how can you not keep hate? I don't understand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have lost hate, but usually it's because I'm not paying attention. You know, it's like or somebody oh, yeah, attacks or, it first or something. Yeah, you know, or the normal so, you stuff. know, if I put a one on something's head and you're hitting three, occasionally I'm not going to get it. You know, you'll get my commendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, it's. I'm not saying no one's ever going to lose hate. No tank's ever going to lose hate. It's not like that. However, if you are paying attention and your DPS are not, you know, throwing. Um, they're sparkly yes at at the mob before you shield lob it or if your healers are not putting you know regens on you before you run into battle you shouldn't be losing hate and if you are you need to go look up a guide on tanking somewhere because there's many many good ones out there and they have the rotations they have what you should do for a single um, mob they have what you should do for groups of mobs they have what you should do with the new level 60 stuff added in all the new abilities and stuff i've seen a couple really good guides already look it up that's all i'm saying you know suck it up crybaby and go find a guide if you're having trouble and you might have you know a free company or a couple of link shells of people who maybe actually played this class before maybe you could communicate i know guys it's an mmo there are other people playing it Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, question 53. I am torn on this one, guys, because I have hit level 60 on my botanist, and I cannot complete the level 60 quest. Mm. So the amount of perception I would need. Now, mind you, I went into 2.0. I'm sorry. I went into 3.0 with not quite fully. I wasn't the top of the top. I could have melded a little bit more. But now I've, you know, now all the quests are throwing other gear at me now i i'm at the level 60 quest i cleared all the other ones pretty easily and now i'm completely stuck to do them i would have to buy high quality crafted gear now in the first two weeks of the game this stuff was like a half a million a piece on the market boards i'm not gonna do that yeah yeah so i i guess part of me we talked about this before we started recording actually and i really feel like you should feel be able to clear your job or class quests without spending 7 million gil on the market board. I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement that that a level 60 quest should be the end of that story road. You've cleared your quests and it should be the beginning of the end game for that job or class. So it should not take some astronomical requirement to finish just the level 60 quest. If you want to do something that challenges you, set a quest chain or something after 60 to have you reach for something else. Now we did also talk about that maybe the level 60 quest incorporates the use of script bought equipment. So that, that I would be okay with. So yeah. that maybe you have to buy equipment using scripts to beat this level 60 quest. However, that doesn't really go in line with like your other job quest where your AF or what have you gets you clear through it and then you start in game after that. So maybe we just haven't let this gone, go on far enough. So back to Yoshida's comment, 
let's wait a little bit. Um, so maybe when the script train is going and everybody knows more about scripts and maybe you can get scripts faster, easier. It just seems to me like the road to 60 is very fast for a gatherer. I'm already 53 and I always started it. I, I played it for like four hours last night. So maybe it's just really easy to get to 60 and then you hit that wall because it was so easy to get to 60 but that 55 to 60 road should also have you collecting scripts so you can buy the gear, so you can clear this quest. I don't completely know that because I'm only level 53. Well, in before 3.0, there were the level 1 through 50 fisherman quest, but then there were also some optional quests after that. And I haven't even, I probably could do it now with the better gear, but I never cleared those quests. They're still in my log. There was like, you know, fish all these like rare legendary fish. So I don't have a problem with them adding in challenging content. But I, I really felt like getting through your 50 to 60 quest lines should be achievable without. Well, yeah, it's it's like it's like the main story quest for fishermen. Yeah. If once you hit that max level, you should be able to finish your main story quest and then go on from there. It's like, you know, we we finish our main story quest on our main jobs and then we and then after 60, we've got our, you know, Bismarck X and we've got our Alexander and we've got all all of that stuff after we max our level out. So I I think it's comparable. I really do and I I I do feel like we should be able to you should be able to finish your level six botany quest. That's what I'm saying. And please don't tell me in three months they'll introduce stuff that will help me clear it because that pisses me off so bad. Oh, good God. <laughs> okay, um, 54. Company crafting should have less than four people. I'm I'm sorry, guys. If you have... If you can't get four four people to log in and... I don't know, join you in the free company crafting room once a day. I don't know what to say to you. I want to say they may have even talked about this kind of stuff during FanFest or in another live letter where it's like somebody complained about not having a big enough free company to do something and that it's unfair that free companies have to be so large to do have certain requirements. I'm sorry, but four people is not large. Having... But we hit, th but we bought a house with three of us in the free company, I know. guys. You know, that's what I keep coming back to. And if you if you read the other discussion, you don't, the four people that go in your um, crafting room don't have to be in your free company either. No, they can be you can no. go to your free company. You can go into your neighborhood and shout, can I get two crafters pretty please? Stick one in Party Finder, my God. Yeah. This is so, not difficult. It's, it's not hard. And I'm sorry. There are people who have rolled free companies by themselves with their alts. I don't really have any pity for you because no. that's not what it was designed no, to be. I, I feel the same way. This is not Final Fantasy solo or duo. I mean, you this do have to. MMO. You yeah. got to go outside of your shell even to get two more people to come help you for five seconds to do the Because it's <laughs> we all know that it's like a five second ordeal. You see, you, <laughs> the the yes! cutscene is epic. The little silver ball in a piece of airship, and dun da da. But you know, I and and I and don't get me wrong, because if we don't have like two hundred people in our free company, we started with Kariri, Ruby, and Yelta. We have really very slowly grown. We did merge with two other very very small. We don't usually have more than eight to ten people on every night. 
Yeah. So we there are times where Zante, for instance, will shout, "Can two crafters join me?" And if and if we can't, then we can't. He'll he just has yeah. to wait. So it's not a race either. I don't know. And honestly, if it was our top priority, we could find. You you know, we also have our little line chat group. If it were our if if free company. Airship crafting was our free company's top priority. We could go on our line chat and say, hey, I'm throwing this together. Come help me. You Can know? you log in for three yes, minutes? You could get yeah. you could get the help. Anyway. Any link shell. I have eight link shells. Yes. Yeah. This it goes back to, well, A, this is an MMO. And B, I'm gonna say it again, suck it up, crybaby. <laughs> and it is free company crafting. It's not like they're asking you to, you don't have to, it's, it's for airship crafting or house, you know, pieces crafting. It's not, it is not, I can't do my botanist quest because I can't get four people from the free company to yes. show up. All right, question 58 was, please increase the ways we can obtain materials needed for vanity gear so we can obtain them easier. I, I don't even know what to say about that one. Gimme. Give me, hand it out. What did they want? Do they want like all the Odin drops to just be imported into their? I don't know. I don't know what they want there. I'm Veruca with you. Salt. Veruca Veruca salt. salt. I love it. I yes. want it now. I want it I want now. It. I want That's it all. It exactly. I, I went to the band. I didn't go to Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I'm like, what song has to do with getting? Glamour gear. Okay. Um, (laughs) However, I I think this is later on in the notes, but I am totally with them on, can we do something about this goddamn glamour system? But that's a different topic. Yes. Yeah, that's a totally different topic. But they did broach that on one of the other questions, too, that kind of set, or maybe it was this one, I don't remember. But but that, yeah, glamour's taking up more armory slots and more retainer slots and more everything slots than we thought it would. And we've got to do something. So at least he acknowledges that this is not working as well as it should. I, I still don't think we should have to keep every single item that we've gotten to glamour it in the future. I think, wouldn't it be easier on the, I don't know anything about coding. I'm computer stupid, but would it be easier to have a list that everyone has the same list and it, once you've gotten the item, it checks it off the list and then you just click on that when you want to glamour it instead of having to go find the item in your inventory you know what I mean? And that's exactly how some other games do it. Now, mind you, what they seem to be really, really worried about is server trips. And I'm a programmer, and I can tell you all about server trips. So you've got your client sitting there, and you want to glamour something. They're worried that we would cry really, really hard if it took a few seconds to go to the server, check if I get, get a list of the body gear I ever owned, and come back. That's what they're worried about, that it would be laggy to do Glamour. Because they, I don't know if it's PS3 limitations, I don't know what it is, but as as far as I understand it personally, and I could still be wrong, because I never programmed a game, but they really talk about, uh, you know, the the weight. Somewhere in, in the notes, they talked about the weight between, you know, clicking on something, it going, and I fight this at the job I work at, you know, I have to go now to the server to get more data and come back. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, like when you go and like, um, change your hair, right? Yeah. So basically you're not in the game anymore. You can't receive tells. You can't talk in link shells. You are now 
back in the character creator. So I, I think that all lives somewhere else. And I, and I think they could do what we want. I really would love this glamour book that just says, have I ever owned this piece of equipment? If so, glamour it now. There, I, don't, I don't need that on the client side. If I'm really, if I'm glamouring, I'm fucking around anyway. Yeah. Well, my whole thing, like I, I, I went and got the whole plundered set when I was, I was 50 and I was bored. I went and got every piece of plundered gear, like from the first dungeon or whatever. Um, and I kept those for a really, really long time. But I, for the possibility, for just the possibility that I may in the future at some point want to glamour them. There's, do you know how many pieces of plundered gear there are? <laughs> I, I, I know. I know what you mean. I mean, there, there's no... You can and buy now, I and then, retainers. But, or yeah, no, I went, <laughs> I went and turned them all in for seals because I'm like, this is ridiculous. If I want it again, I'll go run the damn dungeon six times and get them all again, you know? it. it but I shouldn't have to do that. I earned it. I found it. I went through the randomness of getting it. That storage, man, you're 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 paying for glamour in storage. Yep. That's and that's exactly a strange right. cost for something. That's not that's an unintended cost for glamour, I think. And it's kind of silly. And they need to do something. They, I really I'm glad that they acknowledge that there's a problem and I'm glad they're looking at solutions for it. That's all. I'm but their solution was well, maybe we'll make it so if you have it stored on your retainer, you can still glamour using that item. No, I don't want the item anymore. No, no. I, without the item. Yeah, figure out another way. I'm just going to read the question because since yeah. we've, we've, we've already gone over it. Question 51 is the question you're talking about. A lot of new equipment has been introduced. Do you have plans to implement an inventory specifically for glamour or some type of a gear log? Answer, I understand that players often carry their glamour equipment in the armory chest, and because of this, your armory is often full. We need to think about stress placed on the servers, but would like to somehow increase the quality of life by doing something like adding the ability to glamour from your retainer's inventory. We are also looking into saving the glamour status on the client side as a final measure. Even if you glamour from your retainer's inventory, you're still holding all the damn glamour items. Yeah, I'm against it. I I don't remember where, but in one of the questions or one of the answers later, he mentioned something about possibly saving them as sets on a retainer. Did you guys remember? Yeah, I saw that too, but that's still it's still still not fixing. It's better. It's better, maybe better, but it's still not ideal. I'm still like make the server trip. I don't. I'm, I'm with you. No, I totally am. I would wait three seconds to find out if I owned that shirt or here's the list of shirts you've ever owned. Oh, yeah, I'd wait for that. And even 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 not that they could even, you know, make it search more smaller than that. You could do a search. You could do like a market board search almost saying, okay, all body pieces a paladin can wear. And so, you know, so it doesn't have to dig up, up as much data. Oh, yeah, you could right-click on your item and say, return everything I've ever owned that you'll let me glamour over this slot on this job. Yeah, I mean, you could have a market Something. board for glamour, you know, that goes to the server and finds its shit. I don't know. There's, I'm Like I said, I am computer stupid. I don't program. I know nothing. But there's got to be a better way is all I'm saying. 
Our question 72 talked about make magical and physical damage affects different colors so we can easily distinguish this. Uh, they came back basically, we have no plans to do this. <laughs> and they want the players to investigate it as part of a strategy. Uh, it sounds like it'd be too hard for them to do. I I guess I never really even thought of this. I know that something... I'm a black mage. I have mana ward and mana wall. Honestly, I don't. if I don't know what something is or no one said it in a guide, I, I pop both before some big thing happens. I guess I would... I don't know if I need to make it a different color, but it would be kind of nice if it indicated if something was magic damage. Hmm. So I could do something about it. Oops. And they basically said that's working as intended, though, too, didn't they? Oh, that, they yeah. want us to figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I'm okay with that, too. I mean, it's old school strategy. You know, some enemies take different elemental damage or different different damage physical. You know, you have wall changes in older Final Fantasy 4 and 3 and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of part of it. You have it in this game where defense against magic, defense against physical, you know. I was just even thinking of, like, Wanderer's Palace tanking the first boss in there. After everyone figured out how to do it, you could stun certain things, you could silence certain things, you could run through the boss on the casts, you know, once you figured out which ones, once you figured out what kind of attack is what on different bosses, you know how to react to it, and it's it's part of the figuring out the strategy, and I kind of like it. Well, and I don't think, though, it's clear sometimes. You can do a fight and not understand which damage was magical pretty That's easily. True, true. So, I, I guess I don't know. We'll just muddle along until we figure it out. Right. I, <laughs> this is another one that got a lot of hate, guys. Question 21. There's There have been a lot of memes about hating and murdering Moogles. No. It is often difficult to find the NPCs and quest points for the quest in the Churning Mists. Are there plans to adjust this? Adjust this? They did answer it with, I definitely think we kind of overdid it with the Moogle-related quests. <laughs> they're going to be careful not to have these. Well, here's the thing. They say they're going to be careful not to have these kinds of quests. Because we're people are saying they hate the Moogles because of it, because they keep getting lost. Maybe just don't have four of them in the same quest chain. Yeah, like I this guy's lost again. You know, like no. I, I didn't. I actually, you know, the first couple of times, especially if it was the quest I did right after I got flying. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? That, then that, it was kind of like, yay! I get to fly around and find them. Sure. Yeah, but there's but there's like several in a row. Mm -hmm. for these quests so don't i don't want them not to do find this quest because i like those and i like them even more here in heaven's war because finding things is three-dimensional now that's right i will say though i spent like over a half hour trying to find one just over 40 minutes actually trying to find <laughs> one of them and the sneaky fuckers were down below in somewhere instead of up above and i'm uh-huh and just got flying you keep looking up you know of course but yeah no i I love Moogles. They're one of my favorite, favorite Final Fantasy things of all time. And so I loved seeing the Moogle quests. I didn't even mind hunting them down, but they really hid some of those. And after after getting stuck on one of them, it just wasn't fun the next couple times, you know? Yeah, they just need them fewer and further apart. I really, I really do think the most effective ones were the ones where, like, right after you got flying. Yes, because you got good. to do it. Yeah, those were good. In the whole Moogle quest line, I understand where they're coming from because you don't want to get burnt out on Moogles, just like you don't want to get burnt out on Chocobos or Tonberries and stuff. You don't want to hate one of the franchise things because they overdid it. But they really had some magic with these, with the little pink palms and the old school ways. And 
the Mog names. I mean, this is very an old school, old school meets new school quest line. And I very much enjoyed the Moogle, and I can't remember his name, but he was the one with the bandana, and he was like trying to become one oh, of the, he wanted to be the an palm adventurer. guard or wanted to be one of the Moogle yes. guard. And, yes. and so like you helped him do it. And then later when you're helping the palm guard or whoever they are up there, um, he's like in those quests cause he's part of the team now. And then you have to, he gets hurt and you have, and it's like, Oh, it's Mog dude. It's him again. Mog Joe or something. I can't remember See, his name. If you read the quests, I think you get a familiarity with the characters. I think you kind of have a bond. I think if you don't read the quests though, it's like, Oh, another stupid fine Moogles quest. Yep. Right. Or, Oh, now I have to go find their baskets. Yeah, that's like a lot of things in this game. If you're just clicking through as fast as you can just for the XP at the end, you're going to miss a lot, and you're going to get angry about some of the shit they have you do. If you know the reasons behind a lot of it, it's a lot more fun. And spoiler alert for this next sentence, but the whole, the Moogles from the 2.0 area visiting the 3.0 area, that was cool. Oh my god, I loved that part. So if you're not level 55, I just spoiled you. <laughs> All right. Question 23. Uh, the 3.0 main scenario quest series was really good. Can you please tell us which scenarios and dialogues you were especially particular with? And I think I think we had some, uh, we agreed with some of these, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love the story in this. I have some theories about the story that we'll save for our big spoiler, spoiler, episode. spoiler episode. But I think, and and they say it here, I quote, I believe we were able to get the Yasales and Astinian stories near perfect. I agree. Those stories are incredible. Um, I'm not a dragoon. I didn't play as a dragoon prior to the, maybe, you know, like level 20 or something to get a couple abilities. But I didn't have that contact with Astinian that dragoons have. If you go through the storyline of course you sales the the 2.4 storyline but i felt a connection to both characters at the end so much so that i secretly hope to see more of them in other I, aspects mm-hmm. and and truly believe that they will continue to be part of the story regardless of what happens at the end of 3.0 they will continue to be an ongoing storyline till the end of the 3.0 arc there was a particular point where I realized that their characters were changing. Yes. They're, yeah. I, it was, it was, I thought really, really well done. You know, the, yeah, they made fun of Elfinol gathering wood a couple of times. Sure. But, but he also, you know, and that started being evident in the end of 2.55 that, I'm sorry, your, your childhood days are gone now. You have to... And he kind of went through a whole thing. We went through puberty because his voice yeah. got deeper. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody went through puberty then. But uh, they also talked about how in different points in the quest line. Now, I noticed it a few times. I really, really regret not talking to every NPC I could. But the NPC dialogue changes at different points of the quests. I know, like, Ulf pointed out a couple to me that he had just noticed they changed or whatever. And, and I think you guys both had, had found somewhere, you know, the situation in town and, uh, you know, change their, their. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a couple at Revenant's Toll that change after the storyline. There's a couple, I know I was in um, Ishgard in the like market area 
and like a couple of the first people you see on the right um when you go down that street um they they have a whole different spiel now that the storyline's over as opposed to before and you know as things have gone down so yeah it's really it's really neat it's it reminds me of well old school final fantasy you know you have to go talk to npcs and before you go you know i don't know go storm the cave and you know beat the bad guy and then go back to town before and after they have very different chats to give you and you know the the big events change all the dialogue and i love that i i it's truly final a final fantasy thing going way way back yep i think it was really great and they talked about how they wanted to make it feel like we're really adventuring they added field music during events as well you know they they had field music during the day and the nighttime apparently the the night music uh, was a rush job three days, which surprises me because honestly, I find some of the nighttime themes to be maybe even superior to some yes. of the daytime themes. Yes. Uh huh. Totally agree with you that the nighttime themes in some areas are superior. They take on a different sound, even in the foundation, the pillars, the city areas, but especially these zones, with the exception of Azasla, the other zones do have night music. They are like pure piano renditions and they are simply gorgeous and that Soken can just bang out some piano versions of these some night versions in this short of a time is nothing short of genius now he needs to put them on a cd or a blu-ray so well they I asked him that they asked <laughs> one of the questions i didn't put it here in the notes but they asked him and they were i think in the notes he turned to Soken. it was like well Soken's already pretty tired from we just released the before the fall album which is should be coming soon. You can still pre-order that, listeners. But um, they did say that they were going to have plans of getting the 3.0 soundtrack. I don't know what the timetable is. I think Soka needs a breath first. He might, he might need a break. Uh, they did say they're going to continue to work hard on the story after everyone's positive feedback. Oh, no, never mind. Saving it for the spoiler episode because it's spoilery. Okay. Uh they did also in question 26, which inter interested me, there are many, many popular and prominent characters in the main scenario. Are we going to have more quests with some of these? And it's spoilery, so they're not going to go into details, but there are, there are going to be side quests for different things and, and also similar to the delivery Moogle quest. So if you've done any of those, you know that they really kind of dig deep into a character's backstory. So, and other than that, they also have a plan to post short stories on the Lodestone. So, look forward to it. Question 82 makes me curious. Is there anything in particular which players have missed that you would like us to check out? Uh, basically, it's the dialogue changes during the storyline. We're already past the storyline, so almost like I'm like, do I level up my other character <laughs> to <laughs> and check it between each main oh scenario God. quest. Yeah, because yeah. maybe when I have all the time in the world and I'm bored, but I'm too busy, I'm I need to go log back in and clear something else right now. But um, so yeah, uh, they they suggest we talk to NPCs around Dragon Head. Uh, oh, and then this is kind of an aside. They said it's fun doing solo dungeon time challenges, so please try it out. I've done I it. Have, have you done it? Have well, you? okay. Not really a whole dungeon's time challenge, but I did go back into Cop Copperbell Hard as a 50, I think when I was like 53 or 55, 
and I was able to beat the first boss. Maybe I went in a 60, but I was able to beat the first boss. I wouldn't say handily, but I mean, it, it worked out. I didn't, you know, it wasn't near death experience. I would like to try a little further, but that is a, that's a, a 50 dungeon. So I do want to go back and try some other things. And I know we'll talk about later, Duty Commence, they had a little challenge of their own. So there's a few challenges I do want to try as a smaller party. Maybe when we're done beating everything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question 30 was interesting to me as someone who did some of the daily, the Beastman dailies. Uh, is the Exilion that appears in the Fracta Continuum related to the Exile? If so, is is the, I don't know how you say it. Ayatlan? They are searching for during the Beast Tribe quest actually the floating continent of Azazla. And I was wondering this too. I haven't gone back to visit the Beastmen. Uh, there, if you did that storyline, it was basically you're helping them build an airship because they, now mind you, if you don't know it, their history talks about how they once could fly and they lost their wings. And now they want to get back to their floating continent world and you help them build an airship, but that's where it stops. Basically, you know, they, you do help them build an airship, but as far as I know, it never goes any further than that. Yep. So the answer is Azazla, you know, all the other spellings and pronunciations. And they said talking about it too much would take the fun away from it. So I think I'll leave it at that. And they said if you'd go talk to a certain NPC at the Excel Beast Tribe quest area after clearing this, the dialogue will change. So and then and again, they say encourage us to go talk to more NPCs. Mm -hmm. I, I have not done that yet. I, I really want to because uh, I really like the Excel Daily quest story i thought it was probably it's the best. one of the best stories it's, it yeah favorite, it, it was yeah. a really good one you really love some of the characters you really want them to achieve their ends you know so i i didn't get that you know i kind of got that feeling with the other ones but this one was deeper yeah they really gave you some people to root for i mean they really did and it was i thought it was well done too i, I loved it other stuff do they have plans to introduce an extreme version of the boss fight in the 3.0 main scenario quest, similar to the Minstrel's Ballad Ultima Weapon? <laughs> the answer is, uh, let me just say no comment. So I hope that means yes. Snowboarding is coming. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to do that last battle. And it, oh and my gosh, yes. That would be yes, crazy. Yes, yes. Crazy I, awesome. I, I really, I'm a little bit sad that I don't, I have to actually flip to another tab and click that one to queue up for it. It's not, it seems like it doesn't actually show up in my random roulettes very often, but uh, I, I think it's a fun fight. So when are you planning to unlock new ranks for the grand companies? We have all been asking for a year now. Uh, they said they're currently planning grand company related content. So they believe they'll release new ranks when they're adding that content. It's not fun moving on to the next rank just by collecting something. So we think it's a good time to add new types of content when releasing the ranks. This makes me excited that they're not just going to give us new ranks with new items to buy. They're going to make maybe some actual story content to go with it. Because, you know, Grand Company stuff in 1.0 through 1.23 was kind of more... Right now, the Grand Company's I don't do much with. I turn stuff in and I buy stuff. That's about it. Right. Well, yeah, they had little, you know, they had their own little storyline and, and they just kind of disappeared at some point. But I don't know. There is a point in the 2.0 storyline. It was about the Aorzean Alliance coming back together to combat 
the Garlean Empire. And so the, it was the rise again of the Aorzean Alliance. Now, for those of us that have finished 3.0, we know that the Alliance has some, something is going to go forward without mm-hmm. much spoilers there. I think that the 3.1 and beyond does give us room to say, hey, here's a revamping of the Aorzean Alliance. Now we've got more ranks because we've got a bigger mission. Maybe something to that effect. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm excited that they want to make it bigger or something more impactful than just, oh, now you can buy rank four stuff. Yeah. Or here, have a pack of ten ventures instead of five. Yeah. Although, wouldn't it be nice to be able to buy more than one Coke at once? I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Can we please have a right-click and buy a mount? Like, can I just get an ounce or, like, just a whole kilo of Coke instead of just the eight ball that I usually... Wait. Oh, we're talking about something else. Sorry, sorry. I think all three of us are asking the same question as question 44. Can you add other methods for obtaining upgrade materials other than hunts? If you've played to 60... In 3.0, you know that you can buy law gear with law tombstones, and you can upgrade them only with upgrade items bought with hunt currency. Ooh, I love hunts. Oh, I have to pause fuck this while I vomit a little in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, mind you, that said, I don't mind the daily go out and kill things hunts, nah. but I still... Eh. All right. The answer is due to the fact you can only obtain upgrade materials via hunts, it has caused a lot of congestion and it's causing problems with party recruitment shouts. We will be adding new ways to obtain these in patch 3.05, and we're currently looking into whether we can add even more methods. I'm saying they're they're upgrade items that are less than Alexander hard or whatever the normal mode is called. There should be a couple ways to get it. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't care if just not fates, please. Oh damn it! That was, I was gonna say they should just throw these in fates. That would be the best solution. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna fly to your to your state and kick I know. your ass. <laughs> There's gonna be some bludgeoning oh my going God. on through the telephone lines. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So I hope they do add these. The items themselves could drop from something. Um, I don't care. I don't care. The currency could come from somewhere. The hunt parties are still there and they're still last night. I was in some zone and it was you fucker fucks pulled early. Yep. And you need to wait. And uh, no one said a call time or no one said a pull time. So whatever. Okay. You know, blacklisting everyone everywhere. I heard this same thing in a zone last night. And I was actually late to get, you know, somebody said, oh, invite, invite. It must have been an A rank because it was over within seconds. So I got there and it was the last shot when I flew up. So big deal. It's big deal to me. I can say that because I realized that to get from 170 to 180 on these items is maybe what, a week or two of your daily hunts? And you're three weeks. Three yep. weeks of your daily hunts with the occasional A or S rank to boost you along for whatever reason. And you got it. And I wanted to shout, you know, if you didn't put so much stock in these A and S ranks, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't be butthurt. You would just go and do something else and you'd do your daily. But that kind of logic won't get to the people, especially not through shouts. So I, I kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had someone tell me it um, 
because I put up a picture on Twitter about um, my character crying, going to upgrade all my gear. You want me to do how many hunts? And she's just looking horrified. Um, <laughs> but but someone responded actually with um, it takes two thousand six hundred forty five seals worth, which if you're only doing bill marks each day is about three weeks. And that's actually not terrible. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I hate hunts. Don't get me wrong. I have a whole, I will stand on my soapbox and I will make you all miserable with listening to me bitch about hunts. But, um, if I have to do them, at least they didn't make it. So it would take me two months to upgrade my paladin, you know? I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Aside from that, what do you need? I-184 anyway. You can get into Alexander with I-170. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. Replacing you know, them. Yeah, the gear so is going to be irrelevant so fast. You know, so I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not as upset about this iteration of hunts as I was with hunt marks that were part of fates. And, you know, I pretty much can avoid the group hunts. So I... But still, if they could have them drop somewhere else or something, I would be much, 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 much happier. All right, next is the big question, guys. You can often see some type of airship flying around the Sea of Clouds. What is it? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen lots of pictures. Mm. Have you guys seen it? I have not seen it I with my own eyes. I have not seen it in person, no. Yeah, so uh, it says, I think you'll find out in 3.1. For those who haven't seen this, keep an eye out. And I think they alluded that they talked about it earlier in a question or later in a I don't remember. So I, a lot of us are thinking that it has something to do with the new 24-man raid, mm-hmm. which was question 46. Can you tell us about the new 24-man raid? And they are saying it's still a bit too early to discuss this. They'll be releasing some information during the letter live that takes place during the two-year anniversary stream. So that's not till August, right? Right. Yep. So there's a hint hiding in something I said earlier. So Well, I think there's some I, logic here. You can I mean, number one, we're not gonna see three point one until August. After August. Uh, yeah, after if they're August. gonna talk about it in August, yeah, I bet talk it's not about it. So it'll be like September. September. Yeah. So that's that's one clue. But what I really think they're talking about here, and if you haven't seen the ship, I, I believe that it it looks a lot like the other ship we see near the end of the three point oh, not not up in Azasla, but the the other ship with a bunch of eyes looking at the, the front of it. I believe that's correct. Anyway, this ship um, may take us somewhere that is shown at the end of the main story. If you watch past the credits, I think there's a place that it shows you that the, the ship may take us. And I believe, through reading some speculation out there, that we will probably enter this UFO and go to that place that's at the end of the credits for this possibly like a three-tiered 24-man raid like um, Crystal Tower was. So my logic is like, oh, Crystal Tower, Final Fantasy 3, maybe this maybe this ship in the Final Destination, Final Fantasy 4. That's what I'm throwing out there. I think that's probably a good speculation, and it's it's... They wouldn't have this thing out there flying around if it wasn't related something. to something. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Another the next one's kind of a quality of life thing. How is the future to see our party members TP coming along? We're currently working on this so that memory is not completely consumed and we're planning just to show the bar, not a value. 
And we're aiming to implement this in patch 3.1. Guys, this hurts my brain. Yeah. I feel like TP is something that should should have been shown in 11. Yep. I mean, people I, people had Windower programs and stuff that would display the TP value because it was important. It was a value that Here's, had... Yeah. We've talked about it before. You've got ninjas who can give TP to people. You've yeah, got bards who can give TP to people. You have people with abilities to give TP to other people and absolutely no way of telling when they need it. It's absolutely silly. It's... I don't know why this isn't out there yet. And I don't know why it's such a big deal for them to make. But again, this goes back to me not knowing anything about programming or, or that they designed this game just completely screwy. I don't know. Someone was having too much of the stacks of Coke because there's, there's something wrong. <laughs> the next topic I know makes at least career nice, Squee. There were a couple of housing-related uh, questions asked. Question 63 was, I really love the scenery in the new areas. Do you have plans on introducing a housing ward in Ishgard? And they said they're currently working to solve the inconvenience in the extended ward. So they believe it'll be after that. This is because we think that first we need a, to create a transfer system for players who wish to move to the Ishgard area. As someone who sold a free company house, please, God, make a system to allow us to do that shit. Uh, let us move. Let us upgrade. Let us sell the deed. Something. Right now, transferring is awful. Even if it was like a five mil hit or some kind of thing, or like just for the deed hit, like 300K or something, you know, not something as, don't make us buy like a 46 mil plot or something, but, you know, make it it where we have this option. The one thing I don't really care for this is the Ishgard area thing. We talked last week about hoping it would be out there in the hinterlands or around See, and, well, here's the thing. They Well, they earlier said they that Ishgard just barely opened their borders and we're not going to live in Ishgard. Yeah. yeah. This could yeah. be right. them just appeasing yeah. them in the yeah. question. I, I don't think, you know, Ishgard area, this could be a translation thing too. I don't know. I don't think the new housing will be in Ishgard. I, I think either. the new housing no. will be in the hinterlands or somewhere else or maybe they'll surprise us and give us three new housing areas or something. That's me wishing big, but please God, because because here's the thing, the three leaders of our free company are sitting here in this in this chat, and if we decide to move, it's got to be easy. Yes, yes, because well, that first time we moved, it was basically a never again thing. So so it would have to be really amazing, and it would have to be very much less painful for us. Super convenient. Yeah. Yep. It because... can even cost, but it cannot be. It, it was awful. And don't oh, make ugly kidding. plots either. Let's oh, my God. Let's make some plots that aren't ugly or face the wrong direction or Sideways whatever. Sideways shit. Yeah. So welcome make... to the front of my lot where you can look at the side of my house. Uh, yeah. So. So, yes, there are, you know, we are going to get more housing areas. I, I still just want some more instances of our existing lots. Yes, or please. Ca- yeah, something. I know career and I. Okay, okay. I'm going to go into it. Question 64. Can you make it possible to share a house with our eternal bond partner? This makes sense to me. This sounds awesome. But the answer was even better. 
While this is not limited to eternal bond partners, we are planning to implement a system in patch 3.1 for housemates. You'll be able to enjoy decorating, raising chocobos, and gardening together. I don't you guys know you can tell, but I'm doing my happy dance. I have one, you know, I love Ulf. He's my husband in real life and in the game. And and I'd, I'd love to share a house with him, but I'd really, really, really prefer to share a house with Kariri. <laughs> We've built things in other games. We love, you know, she loves decorating. I think large scale. She thinks detail. And we work really, really well together. Super and awesome. yeah. yeah, and Ulf has, he's like, I want to pay someone else to do the decorating. He doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> so, but he's like, yeah, he was, he's really excited too. So if like the three of us could... Can 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 I just set permissions so these three people on my friends list can do stuff? That would be awesome because I don't want to just like I visited other friends' houses. They let you in, but you can't use any of the NPCs. You can't interact with any of the objects really, and it's kind of lame. Yes, you can like put them on the guest list. Yeah, and then if you're on the guest list, you can do whatever. That would be so cool. I mean, it really would. Yeah, well, because I don't want to create a whole other free company just so people can interact no. with each other's stuff. I, I like Novika's bosom, and I like the people in it. But I also want a personal house that's a little bit more homey in Gridania. <laughs> ah. All right, we've covered some of this already, but the glamour and character credi- character creation questions. Uh, question 74, can you make it so the horns and face options for Aura are separate? And they said, nope, can't have it. It would be too stressful. PS2 yep. limitations. Something. And, and, well, and we shouldn't be surprised by this because way back in beta, we're like, okay, there's four basic face options we can pick. And all of the details are based on which face option. All the scars are based on this face option. And, you know, the sideburns on guys are these face options. And can I have these eyes? Nope. Sorry. So, yeah, there's it's, our character creation's pretty limited honestly uh do you have plans to introduce an afro style afro hairstyle the answer is yes they were close before but it was uh had too many polygons apparently afros have too many polygons so we will have afro hairstyles a lot of we talked about this earlier it's the same question we have a lot of new equipment is there any way we can have an inventory specific for specifically for glamour or some sort of glamour gear log or something and we, we called that before. We've talked about that before. All right. This one just kind of feels weird. As the level cap has increased, our maximum MP has increased. But it feels like we're consuming it much faster. Will this be fixed as our item level increases or what? And they said, even if you increase your item level, this will not change. We had plan on addressing specific jobs that are severely hurting for MP. I was so shocked when I started casting spells my first couple hours in a real or in Heaven's Ward. The 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 costs for spells were so high. Wow, they went up. I I totally freaked. By the way, the the next few questions are totally loaded because they're like white mage questions. I set it up <laughs> so they would be like healer type questions. But the this question in particular, because of course, as a white mage. I go into Heaven's Word, and I know things have changed, specifically Holy. I know it's going to be much tougher to use, and it's not going to do the same amount of damage, etc., etc. But the the amount of MP it cost was like, this is not viable at all. Of course, I had no gear. I'm running, you know, I-130 gear at the time. And 
with increasing and stuff, yes, it works more. But the holy spam thing really still isn't a thing when you get into later Heaven's Word. You can't just like uh, presence of mind, holy, 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 holy. Now you can go back uh, to 2.0 content and do that, and it totally works. It still works, and you've got more MP or whatever because you're wearing better gear. But in Heaven's Word content, you really can't do that. I have to use it, and maybe because maybe I'm a scrub, I should be doing that. But how I have to use it is I run in, swift cast it in or not, depending on how much time I have, and follow it up with an assize to get that MP back, all while under um, cleric stance, so I can get that that good that good hit. And it works for me. I stun and I do the damage at the same time. But spamming it, my MP won't allow it. Mm-mm. Nope. Sure. Nope. And the next one was about accuracy, too. And I think Too Long didn't read. It was like the dev team did not want healers to be DPSs. Well, sort of and sort of sort not. Sort of and sort of, what yeah. It's, what it's really saying here is that we they removed the accuracy because they didn't they didn't want you making adjustments they didn't want you to change your weapon based on accuracy they wanted you to look at other statistics um and they didn't want you just getting tied into the accuracy um if they feel like it's not you're not able to hit enemies because they've made some adjustments so it would things would land on enemies easier as well um but if you felt like later down the road it wasn't working they may add it later to make sure your stuff hit but they didn't nerf it enough where they're saying that healers should not DPS. They're just saying it's not the foremost reason they should do it. And I think this once again is like, look, we understand that white mages want to holy things and, you know, scholars throwing out dots and astrologians do whatever they do. And I think usually white mages, those when you think like holy spams and that we're not really against the holy spam, but we kind of are. So we we we're not really making it where you're supposed to be a DPS, but you you should, probably should DPS. And I I think it goes back to what sets people apart when they play. A healer should DPS to some degree. If you cannot handle it, don't. Your primary function is to heal. Heal your heal your teammates, keep them alive, finish the dungeon, you're fine. But if you can throw in an arrow 3 you're helping your party play even better. If you can stance dance and throw in arrow three and an arrow two and throw in a holy before switching back and keeping your party up, you're an even better healer. And and that's, I feel like, how you should play. You should always strive to continue. But they are saying here, not that we don't want you to, to not DPS, but the accuracy has been adjusted so you can do your job without feeling the stress to DPS. But you you can still DPS. Well, I feel like even on Black Mage, sometimes I had to build my gear set based on if I hit that accuracy for certain content. And and in Heaven's Word, I can switch to clerics. You know, I'll be running the vault. I can you know, depending on my tank, I can switch to cleric stance. I can do a couple of holies. Usually, I can you know arrow and arrow three and stone and stuff. And I can you know I could be doing damage, but it's very much it's, it's a little bit more risky now. And I think that's kind of good. It is kind of good. I have to make. I have to make I, that decision. I also think they. They. I think they're trying to make it more detrimental with the speed runs. 
I, I do think that that was a factor in all of this is that there's, that's what it felt like to me. I have no, you know, facts to base this on, but it's like all of these little things that they've done, they want their heat. Well, I don't know. They, they seem to have given like tanks more options to off tank and more options to heal and more options to, you know, DPS, but healers, it seems like they went the other way entirely. They, they, they took away, or they, they limited their actions. I mean, you could still do them, but it's not going to have the same impact as it did before. Well, and I'll take that a step further. I think they more defined the role of the healer because there yes. was still a gray area with white mages on DPSing. And I think some bad white mages would DPS more than they should heal. I don't really get to experience that because I'm a healer, so I don't always have another healer in the group to see how they operate. But it's my understanding that some would sacrifice the healing for DPS and cause issues for a party. I, I think this defines a healer better where it says, we're going to give you more healer talents. They even said earlier in another question that white mages were compensated with some things. Oh no, it's actually in the next question. I'll read it. In regards to effective protect and stone skin, can you add some type of advantage similar to patch 3.0 for white mages? And I'm sorry, as a white mage, I kind of feel bad for this question because that's there's kind of an elitist thing going here. Like, you took some stuff from me, so white mages need something special. And... I read the answer. As I mentioned previously, we've made adjustments to action that were largely based on stat percentages. And due to this, the identity of each job was lost when using these abilities as additional actions. I apologize for this. However, to compensate for this, we've added in a great deal of healing power. So yes, white mages did have a something that set themselves apart with the, uh, the protect or stone skin things that have now been incorporated to the other healers. But they're kick-ass healers now like the bubble the um with a size the uh, uh tetra there is a lot of raw healing power that comes out and i think that really defines the white mage so i think what they're saying here with all of this is the definition for a healer and especially this a white mage is the raw healing power not the ability to holy spam not because your protect has a different icon which they did correct and i love um <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the raw healing factor, and I think white mages need to really walk in this. I haven't heard anybody that really made a huge stink about it, um, but I think that's the direction they're going, and it's working for me. It does throw me now, and when I'm white maging, though, when you come into eight-man content and there's another healer, and it it's not another white mage, I'm always like, well, why did the cast protect? That's my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of I kind of miss I feel like they kind of like evened out the playing field but kind of made it so you know the things that were cooler about a weight mage aren't as cool anymore. Yeah, but it I I goes back to in a previous episode I said if if my protect is the reason that makes me cool that's a lame reason to oh, be a yeah. white mage. Oh, I'm the protect guy. That's stupid. How about I'm the raw healing clutch ass healing dude? Like, let me save you from the brink of death. I would rather have that title than the guy with the good protect. Yeah, yeah. No, it just weirds me out sometimes. Okay, the we uh, that about does it for the live letter. There were a lot of other questions and answers. There were uh, some wordier stuff than we've covered tonight. So uh, go check out the link if you're interested in what they said. 
They also, just today, uh, had a duty commenced, episode 7. They pretty much just covered the live letter question and answer, which, if you already read the questions and answers, was a little boring. But if you hadn't, it was great. They do it, and it's uh, two hours and 15 minutes long, so that's why we didn't read all the <laughs> questions all today. Yeah. They, they did have a couple things uh, they did show us. One of them was there's going to be a new contest reward. They were very closed mouth on what this contest might be or when it was going to happen. But I kind of want this. There's new chocobo barding. It looks very Ishgardian to me. It does. It also looks yes. pretty red magey to me in a Ooh. sense. Maybe not the hat so much. It does have a feather in it. But like it kind of makes me think of Final Fantasy XI red mage. I still don't have all the other contest rewards, so I guess they need to make more contests so I can win some of the stuff. Yep. We do have some, though, because we have participated. That's true. Uh, there were new Dragoon hats, like the Cardboard Moogle and the Fat Chocobo, for conventions slash events. Uh, they did show the Dragoon hat. It it was kind of cool looking. <laughs> I don't know where... Was this one somewhere, or where, did they say where they're going to have this one? I don't know. When's the next? There's an event coming up, isn't there? Don't they have like? Did they do Gamescom already? What was? I don't know what's there's coming. There's one up. coming up. I don't remember what it was though. Well, maybe it's there. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we figure that out. So, uh, the Carbuncle minions. I'm sorry, the Carbuncle plushes that include a minion code mm -hmm. are are going to ship in August. I have no self control, so I ordered both. And I was this close, my fingers are really close, this close to ordering an extra one because I really think we need to have a contest. Ooh. So, yes. Yeah, we'll, t we'll talk about that. Ooh. Yeah. How much were maybe, they? Uh, $39.99. Oh. Not so getting... adorable. So, they're, they're, well, and, they're, and it was kind of cool because their tails, they showed the tails, they're kind of jointed. So the tail can either be like way up or way down. Or, it's kind of cute. Mm. Oh, neat. I, oh, yeah. No, I thought they were adorable. So that is shipping. Those are shipping in August. And then they uh, spent some time. I didn't watch all of this. They did four man turn five and eventually beat it. Twisters are a bitch. I think is the lesson you learn from that. And uh, I think they did Ravana after hard. Just the regular hard mode after that. And I think I had to go have supper after that. So I have no idea. There is some patch 3.01 notes. It's kind of a. They added. Pretty much Alexander. Is that pretty much? That's almost it. I mean, they increased the amount because they screwed up the amount of like MGP you get from a tournament. Mm -hmm. So they fixed that. They added a couple fates. They, um, they fixed some rewards on some quests. But otherwise, it was pretty much Alexander. Cool. Couple new recipes. Um, there's a the for pieces of things that you get out of Alexander. There's a Gordian bureau. Um, a steam-powered gob walker, a Gordian chair, and, you know, obviously that's using things from Alexander. Um, and then you can descent them. Um, they added achievements related to Alexander. Um, they added the uh, size of the comments field when using uh, Party Finder. So you can that's right. actually type yep. more in there. That's kind of nice. Somebody wrote, there was some pretty funny stuff in Party Finder today. Um, something about repenting for your sins I don't remember something about dragoons. <laughs> it was really long. Uh, uh, they did. They did adjust some uh, 
performance issues for the Mac version. So hopefully they're, I know some people who got the Mac version weren't happy with it, but decided not to return it because they did, they're allowing you to return your, get a refund uh, more because they just want to see if they fix it, you know, for science. So they did make some, uh, some Mac changes. Uh, you can also have some new optional items in the Mog Station. Uh, there's Tataru and Alice. Alice, thank you. <laughs> so you can have those as minions. I, of course, bought them both because I have Adorable. to have them. Adorable. I hate the cash shop, but I have to have them. <laughs> I know. I, I need Tataru too, for sure. There was a question. One of them was like, is Tatar going to make us more outfits or something i don't remember what the answer to that one was the answer was i don't think she can craft for level 60 gear right now. <laughs> maybe soon uh, she did she did uh, have some interesting outfits uh if you noticed in some of the cutscenes, or if you're she not really there did. yet if you're not there yet she's not always wearing the same stuff no nope, yeah, it's always keep pink keep an eye on her yes it's usually pink yeah they did change some bugs um, I know one of the bugs that was affecting a, a free company, a grand com- a free company member, was something with uh, one of the relic quests, oh, a yes. cutscene stall out that apparently has been fixed. Somehow so, he not... got around it. Oh, I thought he was still born. No, by somebody it. got around. Somehow he got around it, but I don't know what what method he used to get around it. It would have sucked to have had to wait this long to get it. It's been a while. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, he every day he's like, should I report it again today? And I'm like. Uh, go for it. Yeah. I'm like they know about it though. There are some known issues, however, still apparently where the game client may close abruptly when entering a duty. Oh, <laughs> I think dear. that's code for the game will crash, isn't that? <laughs> I, mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah, your game will crash. Yeah, there's some like Alexander bugs where people might like suffer fall damage when they're not supposed to, or be somewhere they're not supposed to be. Some other stuff is not not quite working right. So, uh, so there are still some bugs. I'm sure those will be fixed soon. Actually, they haven't maintenance tonight. Do we know what's in that? I'm sure we don't. Probably it's like a maintenance is. every night. Yeah, well, it is. And I'm okay with that. You know, they've been doing probably maintenance a couple times a week, but but that means they're fixing things. That's right. Exactly. So, well, and we're spoiled because really their maintenances have been when we're done for the day. Right. Sure. Usually yeah, it's usually like one o'clock in the morning, which means we're logged off or logging off. Okay, there was not much in the dev blog tracker. I'm not gonna talk about asinine forum posts because I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. Do we have a did we have any listener questions or fan mail? I don't think we had anything this week. I don't believe we did, but I would like to do a shout out because you showed out. me something. That I had not seen before, and I love it. And it is www.garlandtools.org. And it is fantastic. It has a database. It's like everything. And I know that there's already xivdb.com, which I also use like a fiend. But this has some added benefits. You can grab, you can put two pieces of equipment next to each other and you can move them around and you can set them. You can grab it and literally move it on the screen and then go back and get some other pieces and put them on the screen next to each other and swap them around. And you can search in different ways and you can put 
there's so much to it. I can't even begin to. Well, drilling talk down. About it. Well, even like drilling down recipes and stuff is way different. Yes. I, I just, I guess, how the information is presented, I really, really like it. I do too. And there's oh. an unspoiled node tracker. I mm-hmm. just clicked on that, and this is so easy to use. I just clicked on unspoiled botany collectible only, and I see all the collectible. Here's old world fig, and here's the next one on my list for level 53, the um, Coarthan tea leaves. So this is really nice. It's yeah, quite good. So yeah. I just wanted to do a shout-out on that one and thank Yelta for showing it to me. So, again, that was www.garlandtools.org. Well, I just actually sent some money to, and I can't find it right now. What's the gear one I always use? Ariella? Yeah. FFXIV.ariyala.com. And it has, like, all the equipment very easy to see. And you can, like, click. You can, like, first of all, you can say import from Lodestone. So whatever my character was wearing on the Lodestone last it shows you what you got, and then you can like say, okay, now let's pretend I had, you know, this prototype, whatever, of aiming. What would that do to my overall stats, which is on the bottom? And I actually donated money to uh, this site this week because I use it all the time. And one of my favorite parts of it is I do a lot of uh, trying to build up materia for gathering sets. And the way they have it set up is there's a materia column, which you click on, and it tells you these stat caps. Now, the new ones aren't all known yet, but I'm sure when they are, we'll get them. So it says, you know, how many slots we have. And you can say, okay, I'm going to put a gathering plus four in there. And the second one, I want to put another gathering plus four there. And it says, oh, but you only have a 41% chance to, to do that. So you can play with materia melding before spending a gill. Very helpful. It's excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. So... Those are both some of my uh, new favorites, actually. How about you, Ruby? You got any? You know, sure. I'll shout one out because I used this this week. Um, I was over at Catella's Corner, and you can find Catella's Corner at uh, Catella, K-A-T-E-L-L-A dot WordPress dot com. I actually was using uh, Catella's Corner for uh, uh, 14 macros. Uh, there's a there's a huge page that uh, she's got for macros, and I think this is really was cut and paste from Lodestone, but it's in a really nice format. And I did this because as I was leveling botany, I wanted my botanist to switch to go ahead and turn on Truth of Mountains or Truth of Forests. I guess in this case, Truth of Forests. Um, every time I I clicked it, but the issue I was having was how do I make my macro look like my botanist icon? And there is a way. You have to use the macro icon, but you have to do slash macro icon in quotes the number of the gear set and space the word gear set, which seems kind of counterintuitive, like you'd think gear set number something. But anyway, that's not the way it is. I had no clue, but I found it here, and I was able to make those macros. I've actually tweaked a lot of macros lately. Um, I, I made a... I made a discovery after reading some some DPS posts that Arrow 2 is really what I need to be using as my bread and butter. I use Arrow 1 a lot because on the move. But, Instant, um, yeah. But Arrow 2 has a much stronger tick, and it's really it's really the better one. But I set up a macro where I could use Arrow 2, and it would, after a second, use Arrow 1. But the cool part about that is 
it won't follow up with arrow one, but if I use the same macro before the cache bar completes, it will follow up with arrow one, and if I don't do that, it just does arrow two. Or, while I move, if I do the macro, it won't do the arrow two, of course I'm moving, but it will do the arrow one, so I can still cast arrow one on the move. So, I've found some variety with that, but I just, another, back to Catella, shout out here because there is a ton of cool macro stuff. It even has some things about macro swaps, like if you want to swap hotbars, which may be great if you're struggling putting some of your stuff on hotbars like I was. So, really cool site, uh, really, really cool macros out there. Shout out. They always, well, it always has the unlocking, every patch, it seems yes. like, it has the unlocking whatever content, and I know I get questions. I usually, I have two monitors, so I pretty much keep the patch notes for whatever I'm playing up on one monitor, but not everyone can do that. I was, I was uh, talking to a, someone else who was fishing the same stuff I was fishing this morning, and they're like, I'm PS4, I don't really have easy access to a browser, so I forget that, but um. She, she always lays it out really, totally. really nice. Unlocking 3.0 content, where to start. Mm-hmm. I see it right yep. here. Yeah, yes. she's got it broken down into, you know, here's the raids, here's the primals, here's the the class quests, and or the job quests, and the the um, dungeon unlocks, and the even the Aether Currents. You know, she's got all of them. Their locations. Um of the or where you get the quests and it's it's fantastic Catella always does an incredible job and she does this every like every patch every yes. single patch so it's it's yeah it's like my go-to place for sure right with that i think it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you can find us on twitter our handle is at gtffxiv you can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com Our recordings can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash gtffxiv. On iTunes, you can search for us, type in Gather Together or (gasps) gtffxiv. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do we have any personal plugs? I I failed at updating the blog, so I'm not even going there. No, no. (laughs) Um, I'm at karirisumasu on Twitter, K-A-R-I-R-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. You can find me, Rubicon, on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me, Yelta, on Twitter, but also at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. But that's it, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>